So, are you ready? Are you ready? ready. All right. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. You're familiar with it. You might want to get it and get ready. I have a two-part message. I'm going to bring one part today and then next week. The following week on the 17th of January, do not miss three Sundays from now because I'm going to give like a State of the Union address to our church personally. How's Faith Christian Church doing? Come find out on the 17th. We're going to have a frank talk. Hallelujah. Going to get honest. Hallelujah. And we need that. So these two messages kind of lead up to that. And it's got a simple title. Take my yoke, find rest. Take my yoke, find rest. In 1942, the popular gospel song came out, Jesus is coming soon. And it swept across the evangelical world. It opens with the phrase, troublesome times are here. Filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear now is at stake. Humbling your heart to God, safe from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod. Christians awake. Eighty years ago in the middle of World War II, that song was a prophetic cry, forecasting a terrible dark future that was yet to come. Eighty years later, today, the reality is upon us. Troublesome times have come. Freedom, we all hold dear, now is at stake. If ever a time to seek the pilgrim's path and to awake, it is now. In fact, it is now or never. The special grace and freedom that God has granted our nation is being viciously rejected by an emerging antichrist movement that has swallowed up the institutions of our government, education, and culture, and is currently ripping through the church. Jesus had this to say about this kind of trouble time and these kind of burdens. And I'm sure as you read this, you'll think about how much what is happening in the world around us is beginning to weigh on you like a burden. Whereas before, perhaps in previous years, you never really felt that burdened or stressed about the world around us. But now it's becoming unavoidable. Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. My burden that I give is light. If Christians do not enter the yoke with Jesus, heeding the lyrics of that song, America's current rebellion against God will succeed, costing us his blessing of protection, and America will complete its descent into the godless abyss of Marxism. This is what 
the church, you and I, need to do immediately, right now, is take my yoke and let me teach you. We cannot afford to not live in the yoke being taught and led daily by Jesus. We can no longer afford it. Because not only do we need it, but a world that is circling the rim and about to go under desperately needs it. In time past when our nation was under assault by dark forces, Christians woke up. They got serious. They responded to God's call. They took up their unique strategic position in that blessed covenant yoke, and they let his spirit teach them what to do. Today, though entire denominations have rejected that sacred yoke and are choosing apostasy, there are yet millions of us ready, thirsty, hungry, and willing to answer that call. I hope that you consider yourself as one of them. In the letter to the Hebrews, God said, in answer to that challenge that I've just expressed to you, today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. When I read that, I realized that this was not just a word to the individual, it was a word to the nation. It was a word to the nation that we as Christian individuals are responsible for. For we are the light and we are the salt. And upon, upon us, Jesus, upon whose shoulders is the government, has given the responsibility to be the salt, to be the light. And so there is a call to we who are responsible for the nation. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Don't just stay the way you are. Realize that we need to change. Realize we need to catch up. The train of the Holy Spirit is moving and we need to run and jump on before he slips down the road. So let us, he says, do our best to enter that rest. How do we respond to the troublesome times that are here? Certainly not by striving, not by fighting, not by rending, not by wringing our hands or any of the other things we find ourselves doing in response It's not producing any fruit. We need fruit that's going to save a nation. Are you listening to me? So let us do our best to do what? Enter that rest. But he goes on to say, if we disobey God, meaning if we do not enter that rest, as Israel did not enter his rest in their day, we will fall. Who are we? America will fall. That's exactly what he is saying. If we who are called the church, the light, the salt, if we do not enter the rest with Jesus and come under his lordship, the price will be America. Because already the hyenas who have circled us for years are hanging on and they're taking this nation down. There's only one thing that's going to save it, 
And that is the Lion of Judah needs to rise up in the yoke with people that have joined him. Can you say amen? amen? It's either do it now or prepare to be swept into the world that our forefathers warned us about. We must enter that rest where our souls have the power to traverse this evil flood and rescue lost souls and save a nation. So how do we enter the rest? Certainly not by going to church. Although, I think one of the first things some Christians need to do is to get back into fellowship. This is not a day or an hour, as though there even has been a day or an hour, to stay out of fellowship. But now more than ever, this is not a time to just say we've got Disney World this weekend. We've got skiing this weekend. We've got whatever. You all fill in the blanks. There's nothing more important at the beginning of your week that you start at the presence of God with God's people. I don't always get up and pound on this, but boy, I'll tell you, I have wanted to pound on it. Because I can tell you, after decades of watching the body of Christ and watching its effect and impact on the world, a church that does not fellowship, Christians that are not committed to being in church and being in fellowship, who only think of their own, their own spiritual temperature, don't realize that they have a synergistic component to add to the body of Christ, and we need you. The foot can't say to the hand, I don't need you, and I'll tell you what, the foot can't say to itself, they don't need me. Somebody say amen. amen. So how do we enter that rest? Well, the rest that Jesus offers isn't uh, retreating from challenge and danger, but it's receiving focus and power. When we enter the rest of Jesus, we're not being taken off the battlefield. We're being focused and charged with power for the battlefield when we enter that rest. Jesus' rest cannot be received like a vaccine. It must be entered like a fortress. It's not an addition. It's not an embellishment. As I said, it's not a vaccine where you could just take the vaccine and then you could just continue to submerge yourself in the things of the world, but it's okay. It's not going to harm you. No, the rest of Jesus, God said you must enter the rest. It is a fortress, and you must decide to enter that fortress. Can you say amen? amen. We must enter this fortress from where our hearts will cry out to Jesus with surrender and deference to his lordship. There is a heart in you that is crying to cry out. And you have been feeling it for a long time. It is churning. Maybe you haven't put your finger on it. Maybe you're calling it your sense of dissatisfaction. Maybe it's your lack of happiness with the world. You haven't put your finger on it. What it is, is to disconnect with Jesus. That is exactly what you're feeling. That is it. Nothing else. That is it. There's no use looking anywhere else. That is what's wrong with you. 
because you're disengaged. You're not in the yoke. You're going to church. You're occasionally reading your Bible. This is a fortress we must enter and cry out in the presence of God. Close your eyes with me. Turn your hearts towards Jesus. Turn your hearts towards the Lord. Lord Jesus, sort me out. Break the crusty shell encasing my heart that I might pour out my soul upon your altar. Sift me. Clear out the worthless and organize my priorities according to yours. Lord, give me the wisdom to know what is good and the courage to pursue it. Rehabilitate the desires of my heart that I might choose what is worthy and abandon the worthless. Direct my eyes to your light. Teach me your way. For I am surrounded by darkness. Shine your light in me, Lord. My heart breaks for my own condition. Oh, Lord. That my mind once again, Lord, might be in the grip of the Holy Spirit. That the screen of my imagination, Lord, might have your word projected across it. And I might consider the wondrous revelations that feed and fuel me. That once again my tongue, Lord, might be anointed. That when I open my mouth, blessing and life comes. Lord, that my faith may be rehabilitated, that I get up every day and I'm at the ready to raise a dead world, to bring mercy to the broken and lost. Oh, Father God, you have given me tremendous and awesome faculties. And Lord, they are sitting like a broken down car in the garage. Lord Jesus, I cry out to you that we may come into your yoke Get real. Wake up. Choose life. Free ourselves from the drugs, O oh God, that have paralyzed our hearts. Do it, Father, we pray. Bring us into that yoke in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. This sinking world is becoming more inhospitable and intolerable to Christians every single day. We are losing our place to live peacefully and coexist with the world. As strangers and pilgrims, we need to stop living as orphans in the world and we need to return to our kingdom where God has planted us. We are strangers and pilgrims because we're not of this world. We are of his kingdom, and we need to get back to that kingdom. And the door to that kingdom is in our hearts. It is the door to the yoke. In Matthew 13, concerning Jesus' kingdom and, and having his kingdom, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field that a person found, and then they hid it, buried it back. And then because of joy, they went out and sold everything that they had and bought that field. What Jesus is saying to us is, I, the Lord Jesus, I am that treasure. 
But you found that treasure in a field that it could not be separated from. The treasure cannot be removed from the field. If you want the treasure, you must buy the field. What will it cost? It's going to cost everything. You need to sell your house, sell your business, sell your goods. Take everything you have, liquidate, and buy that field. Do you want the treasure? You must buy the field. He said, this is what the kingdom of God is. It's buying the field that Jesus is Lord in. It's the field where Jesus is the treasure. That field he was talking about is the kingdom of God. The king cannot be separated from the kingdom. We cannot have the blessing. We cannot have the power, the grace. We cannot have the power of King Jesus and expect to see it move in this world if we live outside of the field. We need to sell everything and relocate. Why would you relocate to the field? Because you have nowhere else to go. See, that's what Christians used to be. You sold everything. You had nowhere else to move. You had to move into the Father's house. Are you listening to me? That's why Jesus said, forsake everything, take up your cross, follow me, because if you don't, you're not going to get there. You're just going to go to church. Going to church is not going to save America. And we are responsible for saving America. It's time that we gave the sacred teacher that Jesus sent into our hearts his rightful place Sit at his feet, let him teach, let him lead us. It is time to buy the field and get serious. You know, but many genuine, sincere Christians are living a diverted life that's, that's eating up the years of their existence. The church must move from a diverted to a directed life. Non-directed Christians moving under the rhema word of God are going to have zero impact. The only effect we're going to have on the world is to irritate it. It's going to take not a diverted but a directed church to save America if America is going to have a chance to survive. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss because it lives in a diverted state, detached, unaware, uninvolved. And of course, it's less stressful to live in a diversion. There's no stress of accountability. There's no anxiety over whether I'm missing the mark or not. One just floats along, unaffected and unafflicted by the call to purpose. And yes, kingdom-directed life brings stress, the stress of accountability. I'm not going to lie. Entering into God's rest does, is not a stress-free life. If you're going to be in the yoke with Jesus, you will experience stress that you will not experience floating through your days, disconnected, oblivious, and unaware of why millions 
are being swallowed up by hell every day. Going along, being a Christian, just going to church. You are the army of God, and you know that the battle has been raging, and the losses are, it's almost sick to say, unacceptable. Tragic is a better word. Yeah, the kingdom-directed life, definitely a stressful life. The stress of accountability. Jesus' yoke needles me daily with the awareness of my misalignment. I can't get away from it. He bugs needles. What is needling? It's an irritated, constant harassing. You're out of alignment. You're out of alignment. And there we are singing, lead me Jesus, lead me Jesus. But we don't want that needling. Wow. Jesus yoke needles me every day with the awareness of my misalignment. But then, but then, in that same blessed awareness, suddenly Jesus is there. When you let yourself get along with God, when you get on your face or get on your knees, some of you say, yeah, I haven't gotten on my knees in years. That's for children. Ah, it's too uncomfortable to get on my knees. Well, then get on your face. When you were first saved, you used to make your body conform to what your heart was saying to Jesus. Now, nobody could tell whether you were praying or not. You're doing it in front of the TV or while you're driving down the streets. Okay, that's great. It's great to pray while you're watching TV. It's great to pray while you... But if you think that replaces getting in the yoke, you're why this country's going down the tubes today. Pastor, you're being unfair. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. But like I said, I am being needled. I am being needled. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep being needled quietly. Hallelujah. But then, when we let ourselves respond to the Lord, we cry out to Him. We're in that yoke. It's uncomfortable. It's the stress, the burden of getting in the yoke with Jesus. All of a sudden, we look over to our right. There's the King of Kings. Jesus is there. He's in that yoke with you. Hallelujah. Suddenly, Jesus is there. The great Jehovah Shammah, the God of presence, is there. The Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, he's there. Praise God. He's plowing through our lives with all of his love, his power, and his grace. Jesus becomes manifest as the Savior of the world through Christians who are living in the yoke with Him. That's how the world sees Jesus. Yoked Christians. Yoked Christians. is how the world sees Jesus. And if there are no yoked Christians, no yoked churches, the world will continue 
to let themselves be hand-fed by the spirit of Antichrist, destroyed and dragged down into hell while we just go to church. Oh, church, hallelujah. Jesus is manifest as the Savior of the world through you and I when we're in the yoke. Our power, our ability to shine, our ability to compel, waits for us in that yoke. We have only but to get into that yoke. As Giselle said, it was so fitting that today she brought that before my message because it was a perfect lead-in. I close with this thought, and then we're going to pray. This is the only strategy that will save America. Let the woke meet the yoke. Just give that a place in your heart because there is only one door into this woke world that's going to make a way for them to come out as you once came out. The woke must meet the yoke. Close your Bible and stand with me.